Welcome back to Engaged Studios. Here we are hanging out in the backyard. It is a an absolute stunner of a day. The the uh, sun is out, but it's it's not too hot. And I'm hanging out here with Seth, and in the background is is thunder. So if you hear some um, some odd noises, that's thunder and his his chew toys. Okay. Now today we are excited to bring you a a ver- a topic that seems to get a lot of a controversy, and that is the topic of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Seth, how do you how, when you when you hear the term Halloween, what do you what do you think about? What comes to mind? Think about trick or treating as a kid. More specifically, I think about that scene in uh, E. T. when he dressed up as the ghost, and then he sees the other Yoda. It's just a comedic movie thing. That's what I think of, though. I think of like trick or treating. I think of you know uh, just like the festivities, like costumes or like Halloween parties, fall, I think it's another thing that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. I definitely have a lot of great memories. We had a, a big neighborhood of a bunch of guys, and as little boys, we would all dress up, we would meet at the house. And I remember being being the professionals that we were, we always carried um, pillowcases mm. because the bag never broke. Mm. And it was just a goal of ours to run as fast as we possibly could from one house to the next. And I remember just barreling into and over so many kids on our way. Just crushing um, them. Yeah, getting crushed. Now, I'm not going to ask if you've ever vandalized anyone's houses during Halloween time, but have you ever had the been the brunt of getting... Yes. Van- have you? Yes. <laughs> we lived in Lancaster, PA, or Lancaster, PA. Uh, one Halloween, my, our house got egged, and it was because my dad, when he was passing out candies... <laughs> was just roasting people's costumes like if they weren't good and there was one guy in particular that got really upset with my dad's roasting and then my dad was like to this day he knows for a fact that it was that kid who egged our house yeah, that, yeah. that's a cardinal rule you never make fun of the, the guy's trick-or-treating he, your house is going to get blown up he later. was like jeff ross just okay. roasting people as they were walking up to the you, door. you never want to be that guy you never want to be the person passing out like fruit and carrots you know or some like uh some literature <laughs> You don't want. You're just asking for your house was, to get destroyed later that what was, night. What was the? Oh, it was the movie Big Big Daddy when he goes up to the door. Yeah. And, the, and the dude didn't, didn't yeah. answer. He breaks into his house and right. steals his watch. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we. I'm not going to get into the to that specifically, but I will tell you when we were very young, um, a car drove up and threw objects at us, and what? And I remember my buddy going, "Ooh, they threw mustard at us." And we were so little, we didn't understand that we literally just got egged. That's that's awesome. Now, you know, here's a question before we get into this topic: What was your favorite costume you ever got? Um, I, we were pretty. I was pretty ghetto. Like I didn't put a lot of thought into my my costumes. I didn't really care. We. I was my family. My brother and I were like army men for like eight straight years, and so was everyone else in the neighborhood. So it was just putting on. It was putting on old clothes, throwing some war paint on, and going door to door. Now I do remember. I was always like the villain because I was the little brother. My Andrew always had to be like He Man, and I had to be Skeletor. Mm, okay. So I was like if he was. Um, Optimus Prime. I had to be uh, what was his name? Megatron. Megatron. I was always regulated as the bad guy, so he can be the hero. That's so great. I think I was a Hulk once. I think I was Skeletor once. Um, That's yeah, awesome. but a bunch of GI Joe type type situations going on. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, well, now, one more question is: What was your favorite candy bar? Like when you went to a house oh. and they passed out this, okay. you were like, "I'm going. I'm going to circle back around." Okay. 
I've always liked the Reese's. I've always liked Mounds, the the dark chocolate with the mm. coconut. Mm -hmm. Always. Usually you grow into that. I've always liked that. I'm not real picky. I can tell you my worst was probably that hundred grand and my, my uh, absolute worst candy bar is Milky Way. Mm. But little fast fact, mm. as I've gotten older and my taste buds have matured to exquisite tastes. You've been getting more bland. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love right now? Right. I can't get enough of? Right. Paydays. Dude, paydays are awesome. Oh man, are they good. The salty, crunchy, it's, caramel. It's great. They're just money. Fun fact, if you take uh, candy corn, mix them with peanuts, and you eat them together, yes. it tastes the exact same. Okay, very cool. Yeah. All right, so the listeners out there are probably thinking, well, I, I tuned in here to hear about uh, the Bible and what the Bible teaches and what Seth and Anthony have to talk about today. Should Christians celebrate and engage with Halloween? Mm. So, mm. Seth, you are the official historian here. Oh, yeah. Give us just briefly the origin of, of Halloween. All right, well, I'm going to answer your question by making it sound like I'm reading this off of history.com. <laughs> but, um, so, Halloween originated from a Celtic slash pagan holiday where they would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. And then, as these things typically tend to do, um, the Catholic Church steps in and Pope Gregory III dedicated the next day, November 1st, as All Saints Day and kind of got wrapped into that Celtic pagan holiday where he said, we're going to worship on All Saints Day all those who have passed, all those who um, are asleep now in Christ. And then Christians at that point started celebrating Halloween um, as a way of almost also celebrating um this all all saints day okay that's a very simplistic seth version of history yeah and and for the listeners out there you know we're not we're not deep diving into this we're our, our goal here is to give you some practical knowledge and biblical insight to equip you to help you think through this if you want to if you want to go further you can um, google it yeah just go on your computer and google it um and, and also by the way we we listen to i know i listen to several uh, teachings on this. So if this overlaps with any popular teaching, um, no, don't let that shock you. So, mm -hmm. all right. With that in mind, the first thing that I want to say, and feel free to to um, interrupt me or, or have a question if, if you have clarity, that I want to say is Halloween is not a gospel issue. Mm -hmm. Meaning, meaning it's not something that if you participate in or have participated in, that it's a matter of keeping you out of heaven or you're you're then going to hell or if you are a christian you're losing your salvation it's it's not that issue and the only reason why i say that is because there are some people out there that think that they think that if you're participating in you know this quote devil's holiday that you are uh in a sense giving up your salvation and participating and you've moved over to the dark side hmm. Hmm. Um, so saying that it's not a gospel issue it's a wisdom issue Yes, it's a wisdom issue. Yeah, I think it's a lot. It's a lot like there's a lot of things I would put in this category of it's not the action, it's the intent. So, like for instance, um, when we lived in one, I when we lived in Lancaster, PA, we had a neighbor who they were Christians, they were church-going Christians, active in their community and their church, just like we were. They were not allowed to celebrate Halloween. 
at all. So this family had a standard that we're going to completely abstain. This is the devil's holiday. Right. They they just saw the whole thing as there's just too much temptation of evil here. And of course, my parents we were the exact opposite. We are we got really into Halloween. We would dress up, we would get the costume, we would decorate the house, all of that. Um, and then as I got older, like me and my friends would all watch like scary movies, all that. And it was my understanding that they weren't wrong as Christians. They weren't wrong for thinking that way. It's just, they had a standard and that was it. And we had, we were looking at it saying, okay, we're not doing this to worship the devil. We're not doing this, um, as a way of, um, basically being non-Christian for a day. It's just, we're doing something with a different intent than what the original intent of Halloween was, you know, why, why, why people celebrated it to, to in the origins, right? Which, which leads to another great point. There's something called the genetic fallacy. And that is basically, however, something started, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to stay that way. And, and that's why I think it was important to bring out the origins. Yes, it was started pagan, but is the question you have to ask yourself is, is, is just because it started that way, is it, is it, still that way today um and and that's where you're gonna have people christians argue Mm -hmm. like that family probably would say yeah hey look this started pagan it still is it's the devil's holiday therefore we're gonna abstain and there's some other philosophies in christianity and i think i think martin luther was one of those ones that taught um you can redeem something Mm -hmm. right you can flip it on its head and use it Mm -hmm. so that's probably where your dad uh, fell, mm-hmm. but I still think that there's some some wisdom in there. And um, when I talk about wisdom, there are great issues in life, and I, there are some people out there that don't believe that. They think that everything is black and white. Um, they think that that er, the Bible addresses every issue, and I, I don't think that's the case. In fact, I know that's not the case because then Paul wouldn't have dedicated several chapters in in First uh, Corinthians and Romans to the the. I, issue of wisdom James wouldn't have written a church saying when you lack wisdom and um, the whole entire book of Proverbs is dedicated towards living basically in gray issues gray areas how do I navigate this thing called life Hmm. so with that um, one of the, the, the principles that I think is really important is Paul says in 1 Corinthians that even though if something's lawful it doesn't mean it's profitable hmm. so so for this would apply more for somebody like us rather than that family that's just going to abstain because they're just going to go hey look red light this is not um, there's no something their mind. right there's there, we're not we don't have to get into the wisdom issue because for us we're not even we're not even delving into that we're just abstaining from it yeah so for the Christian that says hey I, I don't think that Halloween's all bad even though it might have started that way so how do I navigate this and I have several things that I gathered that I can share if you want me to move forward. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I do think that there still is an element of Halloween that's very pagan. And and undoubtedly around the, this time of the year, um, when you know October 31st and that, there's a lot of witchcraft mm-hmm. and, and um, sorcery and all that craziness. And that clearly is wrong. That's not something a Christian should participate in. So, you know, I, I'm hoping that those that are out there that are confessing Christians are not going to be involved in that, whether it's themselves practicing that or if they're invited somewhere 
mm-hmm. let's say to a party where that's going on and I'm going to circle back to how to, how to navigate that using using the Bible here um, but that's something that if we should abstain from mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of occult practices that we just ha- need nothing to do with we don't dabble with those things mm-hmm. we, we avoid them however if you if you go to the other side you know like what were your kids last year for Halloween they were McQueen and Mickey Mouse, I think. Okay, so innocent yeah. things. Um, Isabella was in this fifties, you know, with the big that big dress. What is mm-hmm. that? What is that called? I don't Poodle dress. Okay. Um, and Carmen was the army guy who's so just you know following after his dad. <laughs> I'm seeing a just, pattern just here. Just pattern of army everywhere we go, you know, and. And those are innocent things. And so if you're out there, think about maybe how you dressed when you were little or if you're a parent or a grandparent, how your kids dressed. You know, if your kid's Super uh, Mario from Super Mario Brothers or a princess, I, I mean, it's pronounced is, Mario. Is, <laughs> you know, we have an uncle we always call him Mario. <laughs> I was like, did I hear that right? Okay. Yeah, I don't know why we call him. I actually prefer Mario rather than Mario. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so, but you know, just picture that in your mind's eye. Picture a cute little kid dressed up like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. I mean, is that pagan? No. Is are you doing something no. wrong? Like your no. kid was Mickey Mouse last year for crying out loud. Yeah. I mean, it's sweet. It's innocent. Those those kids aren't bowing their knee to the devil. You know, they're not paying homage to Satan. That's uh, Thunder's chew toy in the back, but uh, guys. So, you know, there's there's that element. However, there is a gory side to Halloween, too. You know, we're dressing up like Jason Voorhees Mm -hmm. um, or some axe murderer. And this is more where I want us to think about. Because as parents and as Christians, the question and the challenge is, is should you or should your kids dress up like that? And I'm just thinking that we shouldn't. You know, I mean, think about it. Why would you want to mirror even for one night, someone that does something so horrible, you know, an axe murderer, you know, a rapist. Um, yeah, like, you, you don't see you know, people dressing up as Hitler. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> for obvious reasons. Yeah. I guess I never thought about that. Yeah, people dress up as Jason Voorhees, and he's just going out mass murdering people. Yeah, I like mean, that's it's... That's all he is. Should should you, as a Christian, dress like that? And I'm going to... I'm gonna, I want you out there... To interact with us, yeah. you know, what do you think about that? Now, I will say this: I don't think for a second that most people—I'll say most people, not all—but most people think through that. So, in other words, the 13-year-old kid that's dressed up like Michael Myers—I don't think he's even thinking through the fact no, that it's just this guy's—you know—I'm mirroring a guy that's butchering families and kids. Yeah, I think they're just doing it for fun. Right. But the point of this, again of us doing this is we want you to think mm-hmm. we're helping you to think through these issues yeah I mean the one thing I'd like to leave off with is um, this is maybe a, oh, another topical holiday topic down the road for the engaged podcast but this the same thing actually applies to the holiday of Christmas because if you if you go if you go into history in, the, if, in fact if you go into the text and you read it through a contextual um, eye there's no way that Jesus could have been born at the end of December. It's just, you know, based on the story. Um, if you just do some basic research on Google, Jesus was probably more, he was probably born right around the time that we celebrate Easter. 
why do we then celebrate it on December? It was because December 25th or 4th, one of those two dates, was a pagan holiday. And it was to worship the, the it was like the god of, like the god of winter or whatever. And then the Christian church, in the same way that we did it for Halloween, they stepped in and they made a pagan holiday a Christian holiday mm-hmm. and celebrating the birth of Jesus. Um, plus, it also makes a lot more sense to celebrate you know, Easter at one end of the year and then Christmas at the other end of the year instead of just back to back. So it's the, you know, it's the exact same thing. We, everyone doesn't think twice about when they celebrate Christmas with right. the different festivities, but it all has its, most of it has its roots in something pagan. But we are so far removed from that where we don't, we're like, okay, we're all, even that family across, you know, next to us didn't celebrate Halloween. We're able to put up Santa Claus things and, well, you know, you know what I mean? What's the history with, um, isn't the um, Christmas trees and garland, isn't that rooted in paganism as well? I believe it is. I believe. I've, I've heard that. Yeah, I believe it is. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the whole story. Again, we could say that for our Christmas episode. But it's it's the same thing applies to that. What cracks me up though is, um, and I'll leave I'll leave it with simply this. One of the things that Christians tend to do is we just tend to think if it looks evil, it it is evil. When I think the Bible preaches that some of the most evilest things we fall we we find ourselves falling into are things that do not look evil. If Satan looked like the demons on on Halloween, nobody would go to him. So when when we look in and we say that's outright evil, that's Satan right then and there. Um, I think Satan actually gets a hold of us in much much more quote unquote common under under the rug under the radar ways than dressing up as Michael Myers. Well, the the Bible says that he masquerades as an angel of light. Yeah, and on, and I know Paul says for us not to be ignorant of his schemes. So we know he's a schemer, and I think I think you're right. So that that's interesting because if the devil came to your door on Halloween, then he wouldn't be dressed up as a, a guy in red with a pitchfork. He'd be dressed up as a, a beautiful girl, you know? Yeah. So that's that's pretty interesting how that all works. Yeah. I do have a few more things to share here, um, if that's okay. Go ahead. All right. So, you know, we thought through the pagan stuff, the, the blatant witchcraft. We, thought, we talked about dressing up as some slasher, and we talked about dressing up as... Um, Mario, Super Mario. But one thing that I've noticed with Halloween, and it's it's been maybe the last ten or fifteen years, it seems like it started, is it's gotten highly sexualized. Ah, uh, yep, I noticed that too. It just it just seems like this is a, now a license for every girl to dress up um, extremely uh, scandalous. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're a believer out there, you know the Bible does address our attire. And I think that's something also that you need to think through as a Christian is should you participate in Halloween in that way? Mm-hmm. Now, to wrap this up, I mentioned earlier I'm going to share a verse that I think is going to help you, and it comes from Romans 14. And basically, this is a pretty simple version. It says, don't do anything. If you, if you do something that's not in faith, then it's a sin. And basically, it's talking about sinning against your conscience. So... You're going to have to think through where you are in this whole thing of Halloween. And this also applies to you if you listen to this and go, you know what? I still have a problem with its origins. Then 
my suggestion for you is, is don't participate in it. Because if you do participate in it, then you're not doing that from faith and you're sinning against your conscience. You're going to participate in something that inside you know you feel is not right. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to be, be beating yourself up about it. I would suggest, you know, taking th yeah. this year off and thinking and praying and reading your Bible a little bit more for, for next year. Um, also, you know... Um, if, if if you're out there and, and you're listening to this in any of these other categories, um, let's say you're not you're not yourself participating in something like uh, witchcraft or or slasher and killer, but you're invited to a party where that's where the majority of that stuff is happening. Now you're gonna have to ask yourself, even though you're not doing it, should you be there? So. We want to know what you think. We want to hear from you. What Are we missing anything? Um, is there anything you'd like to add or elaborate on? Are there any questions that you have? Because you can just drop those in the comments. We love hearing from you, and we hope this helps you. Um, not everything in life is clear and black and white. There's always a yellow light in, 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 in life. And so we want to help you navigate this, this thing called life through a biblical perspective. I like it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys next week.